Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Denver, Colorado, it's time for Franchise Bible Coach Radio. Now, here are your hosts. All right, everybody, welcome to Franchise Bible Coach Radio podcast with Rick and Rob. I'm Rick Grossman, and I'll introduce my co-host, Rob Ganley, here in just a second. But we're excited today, folks. We have Zach Blue. He's a franchise owner in Wichita, Kansas. Is that right, Zach? Yes, sir. Yes, for Buffalo Wings and Rings, correct? Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you uh, for joining us today, Zach. We're, you know, recently... We launched an initiative called the Fight for Your Franchise Challenge, and we're kind of doing this in conjunction with Entrepreneur and uh, Entrepreneur.com and franchise, uh, franchise brands and franchise owners around the world to really help everybody get through this time. It's, uh, the world's changed quite a bit, hasn't it? And so what we're trying to do now is focus on positive things and strategies and techniques and ways we can help people get through this time. So we appreciate your time today, Zach. And we, we know that uh, one of the things that we've seen with franchise owners is uh, innovation and new ideas and new ways of dealing with uh, this crisis and, and ways to uh, serve customers and, and uh, their employees. So we'd love to hear more about that. So I'm going to introduce my co-host, Rob Ganley, and let him jump into some questions with you. Rob? How are you? Uh, it's good to be here, Rick. I appreciate that. Zach, welcome. I appreciate you. Um, but before we jump into some of the current events of, of today, maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with the concept and the brand, how you started. Uh, well, my background is actually in finance and real estate, and I had some some land in Augusta, Kansas, which is close to Wichita, and I was looking for a concept and an operating partner to to do on that two acres of land. Um, and I went through uh, dozens of different brands um, and wound up landing on Buffalo Wings and Rings primarily because of the, the culture, the franchisor, and, and the, the support that they were offering. That's Wonderful. Can you give us a little brief history on how you've been, how long you've been with the brand and how it's been growing over recent years? Um, I started with the brand back in 2016 and I actually just opened my first restaurant in 2018 in August of 2018. Um, as far as the growth is concerned, they're doing a good job opening up new, new units in mostly East coast. Um, but for the most part, they're, they're very focused on, on the profitability of the existing restaurants and not just growth, which I think is, is very important for a franchisor, especially an emerging franchisor, because um, we're fairly small with you know, 50 to 60 units. Wonderful. And how many staff do you have on, uh, on a normal shift? Currently? Yeah, well, one thing before. Let's start with before and then we'll look at currently, yeah. Uh, we typically have about 50 to 70 total just on payroll uh, and a normal shift will have anywhere probably about 30 of those wow in the building and how big is the restaurant it's about six thousand square feet wow okay great that sounds good well All right. I, yeah that's a pretty good segue actually and so well, here we are in uh april uh late april of 2020 and so I guess the big question for you, Zach, is how, how is your operation dealing with the coronavirus outbreak and how is that related to the brand and what are they doing in conjunction with you as well? 
Well, uh, here in Sedgwick County in Kansas, we are closed down. All dining rooms are shut down, and they've they've enforced in all the state of Kansas the uh, maximum grouping of 10 people, and we're still under a stay-at-home order that's set to expire on May 3rd. But as of right now, we have been doing takeout and curbside as well as delivery through third-party providers. And, you know, it it's slow. Uh, it's obviously our volume's down anywhere from, you know, 70 to 80% sometimes. But um, it has kept us, given me the ability to keep some of the staff on, as well as starting to rehire, hoping that reopening is coming here within the next week or so. Nice. And have you been able to see an increase in, in that category sales of delivery and pickup? I'm sure by marketing in such a way to your customer base and so forth. Most restaurants report that their their pickup and deliveries are 10 or 15%, maybe 20% of revenue. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that that's been able to, it'll never compensate completely, but at least it'll take a bit of a upward uh, trajectory. Well, percentage-wise, it's 100% now. So, you know, um, mm. percentage-wise, as far as the takeout and the delivery go. Uh, but as far as our overall order volume, it has increased. And um, yeah, I would say we're probably at twice what we would normally do in terms of just carry out and delivery. But it definitely does not make up for, for the lack of the in-house dining. Right. And do you think that after this is all said and done, when are you, when are you forecasting that, of course, you're going to get back to your normal in, in room dining, but then you'll also have maybe a bigger uh, portion of that delivery and pickup. I hope so. I hope that that continues on that upward trajectory. We're, we're very new. Like I said, we opened in August of 2018. We're the only restaurant of the brand here in Kansas. So as far as just brand recognition and everything, we're kind of, uh, you know, it's taking a while to catch on. But we have seen that uptick and, you know, it's slowly getting better uh, as far as just overall the area recognizing who we are and what we do. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, when this first happened, did you gather the troops, you know, a couple of weeks ago, our, our, uh, our coaching focus was building your tribe and getting all of your team members around and, you know, helping innovate and come up with solutions. When this first started happening, did you gather your, your team and start figuring out and brainstorming ways to do it and getting together with your franchisor? And can you kind of take us through what you experienced and how you came to, uh, you know, kind of stabilizing things as best you could? Honestly, the way it happened here, uh, it was just a gradual decline in sales overall. Um, you tell that people weren't leaving the house, they weren't going anywhere. So as far as I, I hadn't laid anyone off, I just kept the course and, and was trying to keep everybody pretty much everything normal until it got to the point to where we had so few people in the store that it it was better for my team and my employees to lay them off so that they could get unemployment benefits. And that's really what happened. We got to that, that tipping point to where the servers weren't making any money and it was just, uh, it was better for them from a monetary standpoint to, to be able to lay them off. So we did a, we did a large layoff and they were better off because they could get the unemployment benefits. We kept enough staff to, to run the to-go and the curbside and the takeout and all that. But for the most part, it's a skeleton staff. And with the way unemployment's going, honestly, most of them are making more money on unemployment than they probably would have if they were to have continued working. So my layoff decisions were based on my employees' well-being, that makes sense, rather than uh, the need of the store to save money. Yeah. 
that makes nice. sense. Really makes sense. So what you know that that's that's a that's an important point with your your internal staff and, and employees. How do you see this affecting the community and your current you know your current customers or even the future customers that you want to continue to reach? How do you think this will impact you know, the restaurant business in general and and you know obviously your brand? Honestly, I'm hoping that once the once the stay at home order is lifted and everybody kind of gets back to normal, it I do think that this these last couple week periods we've done a lot as far as community outreach and interaction with the community. Um, I think it's it's given me the opportunity to focus on that and really drive the the marketing aspects of, of this brand because before I, I was kind of busy with the the in house stuff. But we've, we even went to selling groceries. And I have grocery packs that we put together because my wife and I were having trouble finding groceries as far as ground beef and eggs and milk. The, the grocery stores just didn't have them. So I had asked a, a Facebook group that I'm in, basically, you know, would this be something that anybody is interested in? Because I have access to massive amounts of ground beef and eggs and milk, and I could package them and sell them. Bread was another thing that you couldn't find. So... Within about three hours, I had about 400 comments and over a thousand likes. There was a huge, overwhelming response, and it was incredibly positive. So, as far as you know, just trying to identify things that can help the community as well as help the restaurant, that's really been my focus for the past couple of weeks. And I do think that it it will wind up getting us a, a better brand recognition and better name recognition out there because we've just reached so many more people that a had ne- never even heard of us or had never thought about coming to us um, that are doing so now. Yeah, we, we um, had a great interview a few weeks back uh, with the editor in chief of entrepreneur magazine. And one of his points was that, you know, you, you were valuable before all of this happened. And that value continues on, right? Even in this metamorphosis, this interim period. And what a great thing to have done, honestly, Zach. I, I can't think of a better thing to, to, you could have done for your business in the future than what you did on Facebook. Because ultimately, I don't think those folks will ever forget your name. <laughs> so, And I'm sure all of them would feel the need to come by at some point in the future and enjoy some some food with you, but that, that is an amazing story. And, you know, when you look at it from that perspective, is there any ideas that have been sort of sparked in your mind about how to do things differently or package things up, sell things differently, add a new service to your current repertoire? Is there anything in your mind right now thinking, man, we could probably keep doing this, or maybe this will be a separate thing that we continue to do. I mean, is anything like that happening? As far as just the, the overall processes that we've developed throughout the past few weeks, as far as streamlining our carryout and our takeout, um, we're using uh, uh, tamper-proof third-party delivery bags, which are, are in very high demand right now. People want to know that their food hasn't been touched. That's something that we will continue to use just because I think it's this whole thing has just altered consumers' view of, of everything in terms of making it safer. And there are also a lot of things that we're able to do now that we will not be able to do after the bans are lifted in terms of uh, curbside alcohol. Uh, We were just allowed to sell curbside um, mixed drinks as well as we can fill growlers from the tap. Um, That kind of thing was a it was the law that was altered. The statutes were changed. So once everything goes back to normal, that'll be changed and we'll have to kind of roll that back. But um, as far as our overall handling of the, the carryout 
and uh, third-party delivery. I think we'll continue with that as well as just, you know, things like, I don't know, maybe servers continue to wear gloves and who knows about masks. It, it just really depends on consumer preference and kind of what they're telling us they need to see um, to, to patronize a restaurant. Yeah, we, we saw that um, one of the common denominators with our clients and the folks that we're interviewing and, and the, the franchise owners and franchisors, of course, the common denominator is that the big focus after this, this pandemic settles down is that the customer has to feel safe and they have to have a high level of trust. And so the things you're doing there to uh, make the consumer feel that is obviously going to pay off in the long run. So that's great. Did you, um, how about the community? And one of the things we're seeing is people feel a little isolated naturally because most people are working from home or limited to very little interaction with the outside world. Um, we're encouraging people to participate in our franchise, uh, fight for your franchise and franchise Bible coach, uh, group on Facebook and just a way to keep in touch with each other. And I know a lot of franchisors and franchise owners are doing that as well. Is there uh, anything that your franchisor has done to uh, inspire any kind of communication with your franchise community or, uh, or is there anything you've done internally to do that, to keep the communication going? Um, we have, we have weekly calls every, every Wednesday and it, it used to be a marketing call. Now it's a COVID call that we Every all of the franchisors as well, or all of the franchisees as well as most of our GMs and, and management staff are on that call. And it's one of those things you talk about, you know, operational aspects of things, what's worked, what hasn't worked, and and then there's a lot of can we do this, can we do that. And um, the franchisor has also done a great job. Buffalo Wings and Rings Corporate, uh, they've got a virtual happy hour now every Thursday at four o'clock Eastern on Facebook to where and they're doing trivia. It's had a great response. You know, yeah. people just sit home and, and have a beer and, and, you know, interact with everybody virtually. So awesome. that's doing a good job of, of keeping everybody in touch and in contact. Oh, good. That sounds like they're doing a great job. Sounds like you got a good community there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. No doubt. That's really interesting. I mean, that's one thing. If you could take something positive from this experience for all of us is I think there's just a lot more interaction across the board with everybody, you know, people are smiling more, they're waving more, you know, my neighbors, uh, the folks I see in cars, it just seems like everybody is wanting that interaction. And uh, it's, it's not a bad thing to see that. Hopefully all of us will uh, take some of this experience and maybe do some unique things in the future anyway. Um, so now let me ask you, Zach, is there any changes in how do you see this rolling out and impacting your business plans, right? You said that you are a multi-unit owner, but only have one unit open today. Um, how do you, how do you see this impacting that process for you? Honestly, just, just timing for the most part. Um, you know, everything got kind of put on hold there. There were some restaurants around here that opened up during this pandemic, which I I'm very lucky that I wasn't one of those. Uh, but really before we build new units and, and continue to expand, we, we got to figure out how this is going to affect us in the long run. And um, just in terms of, is it going to affect consumer behavior? Are they going to go out as much? Are they going to go out more because they weren't allowed to go out for a month? And um, it's one of those things that you just got to kind of, I'm interested to see how it plays out before I really, you know, 
commit to to more restaurants. I've already committed, and I plan on doing other restaurants. It's just kind of a matter of of what those restaurants look like. And you know, dining out is always going to be a thing. People are always going to go to restaurants and and eat out, but. Is it going to shift it more towards to go? Do we need as large of a footprint or do we need as many staff? I mean, it's one of those things that you just really can't know until you, you see how this is going to affect everything. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And we're seeing that across the board that, that people are, are kind of moving forward with caution. Uh, we, we do hear from all the experts that we're anticipating that people will be ready to get out and that there should we should see a boom uh, of activity once people feel safe, and that's really the key. It sounds like you guys are on the right track with uh, with that. Have you done any community outreach to your to your customer list as far as other than marketing, but just any kind of community outreach or communication with them that's unique and different? Uh, just in terms of the groceries, you know, that was one of those that things that. Um, we were, we were doing mainly for community purposes. Um, it wasn't something, you know, it, it helps with sales, but it wasn't anything that was going to make a ton of money off of. It was just something that we were able to do with our access to our food vendors and that kind of stuff. And, you know, and as far as I think all of the restaurants in the nation ran into this issue when this first happened, we had a lot of inventory that was either going to go in the trash or it was, you know, you had to do something with it. And we just physically could not cook. 300 pounds of fresh chicken. I mean, we could cook it. We couldn't do anything with it. So um, we've donated probably 400 pounds of meat to local, local shelters or stuff like that. So, um, and they're always very appreciative of that. And it's one of those things I'd, I'd much rather give it to someone who can use it than, than throw it in the trash. Oh, that's great. And, but the, but the million dollar question is, can you get toilet paper and hand sanitizer? (laughs) Yes and no. (laughs) (laughs) Get hand sanitizer, I still cannot. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to put that out there. You might get overrun with, with calls. If that, you... that was part of my uh, grocery packs. Everything came with at least two rolls of toilet paper up to 10 rolls of toilet paper. So. Wow. There you nice. go. Way to go. And, you're, and that does build loyalty. It builds uh, a lot of trust in the little payoff in the future. So very good. Yeah, no, that's amazing. So, you know, as we wrap up, Zach, is there – Anything you could share with future or, or current entrepreneurs, franchisees, or even local business owners in your market where you live? Any, any nugget, any wisdom, anything you've experienced or learned that you would want to share with anyone? Anything to leave the audience with? Primarily, uh, take care of your people. Um, you know, and that's always been a big thing for me as far as, you know, making sure that everybody that is working for you wants to work for you. And we've, we've had a very good, uh, group of people that we've been able to keep as well as the ones who we unfortunately had to lay off, but did so, so that they could actually get some money and pay their bills. And I, I talked to most, I talked to a lot of them daily as far as, you know, when can we reopen? When can we come back? And I'll never complain about working again, that kind of stuff. So we've got a We've got a lot of people just waiting to, to come back. And whereas I think, you know, sometimes it, it's difficult to get people back, especially when they're making more money on unemployment. And, but I just, I think the, the coherent team and, you know, the, the working together is, is huge, especially in a, a time like this where you're together, you know, 12 hours a day with the same people over and over again, you know, you don't have that, that interaction with, with a lot of the other employees because they're at home. 
and but the the ones that that have stuck around and, and are looking to come back have been have been huge for us that's awesome that's a great wonderful story. awesome well zach uh as we're getting close to wrapping up here and uh you know you're uh, you're one of the the soldiers on the front line of this fight and we we do appreciate your insights and ideas and and most importantly i think you you've given us some gold nuggets of inspiration a lot of entrepreneurs business owners are out there today that are uh, that are struggling and and uh we found you know as coaches we find that one of the things that really keeps people in the fight is is believing they can succeed and believing there's hope and so your words uh are inspirational and offer hope to folks i've had people email me since we've started this and said you know i was contemplating closing down but uh when i got your emails and and found that all these great tips from all these uh, entrepreneurs and people that were in the same boat or in the same storm, at least, uh, that it was helping them, you know, keep the fight going. And so we say, fight the good fight. And, uh, we know that there in, uh, Wichita, Kansas, you are fighting the good fight and innovating and, and creating new ways of doing business, uh, that will pay off, uh, for you and, and for your community as well. So, we thank you for that. Any Anything else, Rob, you want to cover before we let Zach go? No, I appreciate your time, Zach. I appreciate you sharing you know, where you're at and what's going on over there. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. All right, Zach. Well, uh, everybody, thank you for joining us for Franchise Bible Coach Radio with Rick and Rob. And you can learn more about the Fight for Your Franchise Challenge. Once again, it's a free program, just a way for us to give back to the industry that we love. So franchisors, franchise owners, uh, team uh, members can all participate by just filling in your email. And then every Monday, you'll receive an email in your inbox that will give you access to uh, great um, interviews like this on the podcast, as well as coaching sessions and uh, articles and other resources. And please join our Franchise Bible Coach Facebook community where we can share ideas, ask questions, and uh, help you get through this this time. So thank you, Zach. We appreciate you and we appreciate what you've done uh, for, uh, for your business and for your staff and everything you're doing out there in Wichita. Yep. Thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, everybody. This is Rick and Rob signing off for Franchise Bible Coach Radio. Bye-bye, everybody. 